0: It's getting late. It's getting late. Why you gotta be beside me? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I thank you so much guys for being a part of Rusty Moy's episode once again. It just gets better and better from here. But most importantly, we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes, right here with your girl. And it's all going to end Friday because Hispanic Heritage Month is over. So I don't know if you are in the Latino community or maybe you're not. Maybe you're celebrating with your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Maybe you're celebrating with a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker. It really doesn't matter. We want to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month right here and Right now, during this month, so with episode one, I want to discuss the 12 best Hispanic Heritage Month activities to help you celebrate. So it doesn't even matter about the celebration or how you're going to celebrate, but that's this talk about it right here. So just to get into a little bit of detail, if you're not aware, observe from September 15th to October 15th is Hispanic Heritage Month celebrating Hispanic people and their incredible contributions to the U.S. And it's been time for the community to take pride in their beautiful ancestry and for the allies to continue to show their support. So I want to do it right here with your girl. Whether you're Hispanic, Latino, whether your friends in your community is whether you have uh, someone you went to college with as Latino, it do not matter, or whether they're Puerto Rican or Cuban or whatever, we are gonna celebrate right here and right now because we can. You can um, think of this month with tons of activities and traditions and maybe some pastimers. Supporting a local business as an easy, as an enjoying, delicious way to go. You know, get a meal um, at the Dominican Republic or um, maybe right here in Philadelphia or New York area at a Dominican restaurant or store that you normally do shop or maybe you don't. Otherwise, you can flip it on TV and watch a movie in Spanish or documentary about Mexican history or while shopping online for a friend's birthday, consider visiting a Latino Estee shop to browse for goodies. You can show your support like that. And I'm going to give you a few more ideas. Cook a new dish. By the way, the best way to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month is make an authentic delicious dinner. Of course, if you love Mexican food, consider whipping up tacos with your choice of meat, collateral, diced onions, and green salsa. Oh, and you don't want to forget fresh lime juice. That would make the taco even more rewarding. I'm a taco girl. I love tacos. And that's just how it is for me. I don't care how spicy they are. I will go for a spicy taco. And if one of my homegirls want to um, maybe add some toppings to that or something they may want to tell me that I don't already know, I'm going to go for it and get that spicy spice going on. So, number two, I want to say, make a playlist of your favorite Latin song. Whether you're breathing through to do the list or going on to your morning run. There's nothing quite like jamming to a playlist of Latin music to motivate you. The choices can be Jay Belvin, Bad Bunny, Carl G Natty, Natasha, or Becky G and more. But to discover the new Spanglish hits, you can look online and figure them out, or you can flip through the radio. It's not going to hurt. It's going to take a little bit of time in your scre- in your schedule. Also, I want to say, recreate a painting. You can't speak about the arts without mentioning, um you know, Saverro, deli or Pablo Picasso. if you're feeling particularly creative, choose your favorite painting by a Hispanic artist and put your brush to the canvas, and you might even want to make it a fun paint and wine night with a significant other or one of your homegirls. So you might want to try that during Hispanic Heritage Month. Also, play a game of dominoes. A beloved pastime for Puerto Rican, Dominican, Cuban, dominoes is a tie game that brings the community together. Hear me when I say a tie game that brings the community together. Clear a table, grab a box of dominoes, just start playing with friends. Otherwise, you may try your luck with a game, um, which means, uh, I guess you could say, lottery in English, and it's particularly other versions of bingo with cards and equally as fun. So I want to continue a little bit more, but I'm going to take a quick short commercial break and I'll be back with a little bit of ways of activities to celebrate what Hispanic Heritage Month. So we're going to have that celebration right here with your girl, Rusty Moy. If this is the first time you're listening to Rusty Moy, don't allow it to be your last. On this platform, we have discussions about relationships one-on-one, business one-on-one, culture, creativity, and also learning a little bit more about Hispanic Heritage Month and activities, the language, the culture, and a little bit about the traditions, which I discussed last week. So if you want to learn a little bit more, Hispanic Heritage Month ends on Friday. Don't go anywhere. Keep it tight with your girl, Rusty Boy. Conversations before the yawning, but I'm scantling, It's getting loud. I'm afraid you say don't be. But I'm afraid you say don't, don't be. I'm so scared that you'll hurt me. Twice. Thank you guys so much for listening in to your girl, Rusty Moy. If you just joined me, this is Hispanic Heritage Month and it goes down right here with your girl. And we're discussing right here on episode one, the 12 best Hispanic Heritage Month activities to help you celebrate. So, you know, I got you covered. I'm going to show you the ways that you can celebrate this month. Have a little bit of fun, but also enjoy Hispanic Heritage Month. So, number five. Have a Spanish-speaking movie Marathon. It's time to turn on those subtitles and discover a new world of film. Directors like um, Alfonso Carino and many, many more are making breathing or, must I say, breathtaking movies like Ramoa and many others that you probably do not know but you really want to know a little bit about. If you don't know where to get started, you just rounded up the Spanish language movies on Netflix and you'll get everything you need. So, number six, support a local business. I mentioned that earlier and I'm going to mention it again. Celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month all year by supporting a local business. Food-wise, look up restaurants in your area that serve treats such as Colombian empanadas or Mexican sweet bread. You can also hop online and shop for beauty, fashion, and home products from a Latino-owned shop. So, I mentioned earlier, you can use Este and many other local ones, but you have to find them online. And I can tell you, it's 80-plus Latin-owned businesses to support today and every day. So, let's start now with Latin, Latino or Hispanic or Dominican or or Cuban, or whatever you may want to add right here in Hispanic Heritage Month. Sign up for a Latin dance class. Grab a partner to learn intimate movement, or gather a couple of friends so you can learn the fast pulse mambo and cha-cha together. Virtual and in-person classes are available for beginners and experts. Depending on your location, check Latino Dancing Online or Alvin Auli for more information. Again, I will call him, I will mention again, Alvin, A-L-V-I-N, Ali, A-I-L-E-Y, okay, for more information for dance classes. Also, number eight, you want to take a virtual tour. You can explore colorful, uh, fun, creative colors of Mexican or Cuban or Latino descent right from your computer desk at home, so you can visit sites like Keya. Or you can visit or offer a virtual tour for free, okay? So you can have fun with just looking at the colors in the sites. Number nine, I want to add, donate to the community. With more than 60 million Hispanics in the U.S., Many are first-generation Americans who are navigating education systems and the job market right now on their own. Consider donating to organizations like Hispanic Heritage Foundations, Latinos for Education. There are also social justice groups like Um Rices and Latino Equality Allowance that are calling attention to important causes like immigration. So we all know by looking at the media and what we've seen in the last year, immigration is huge. So take part today and be a part of something great and help one of the Latino families today. Number 10. Learn about Mexican Independence Day. Hispanic Heritage Month starts with five Latin American countries celebrating their Independence Day. The following day is September 16th. Mexico observes the independence not on um, the actual date like many might think. So dive into Mexico's rich history through books, movies, documentaries, and much, much more. Who knows, you might pick up a word or two of Spanish and you might like it. So 20 best books by Latino authors to read right now online. So you have to look into it to get that further information so you can learn all of that and much, much more. So number 11, get caught up on Latin history. You might not think that you need to. Maybe because you're not Latino, but knowing the history and knowing a little bit about it can help you to grow as an individual and just be a little bit more knowledgeable if anyone asks you. So if you're ready to get an overview of Latin American history, Colombian actor John Glazimio has got you covered. His one-man Broadway show, Latin History for merinos on Netflix, takes you through 3,000 years of Latin history starting from... Uh, Maya Civilization to the Modern Age of Pitbull. The stand-up comedy features Hispanic and Latin references that immediately speaks to you. Or maybe your friend, maybe your loved one, or maybe your neighbor. Don't not have Netflix. You can also check out um, best-selling books about Latin American history on Amazon. So again, I reiterate, you can check out Latin American History on Amazon to find out a little bit more. And number 12, finally discover your influencers. We have many influencers that we look at on Instagram. We may look at them on TikTok, but let's look at the ones that are making a difference and actually that is doing something positive. So I cannot even stress that enough. So before I get into um, discovering Influencers, I want to give a short commercial break, guys, right here with your girl. And I'll be back momentarily with a little bit more about Hispanic Heritage Month and activities and ways to celebrate this wonderful, fun, traditional, creative month. The day that the tears started falling. But now- we all have people that we admire. We all have individuals that we follow on social media. Why don't you let your follower be your first follower for this week? Someone creative, someone that has not only a huge following but also makes an impact in their community and out. They're more like an activist, they're more like a leader, a developer, a founder of some type of company, or maybe they're an inventor. So, if they're an inventor, you might want to be a part of that so you can grow and learn as a small business owner or maybe a business owner to be in the makings you may be just starting entrepreneurship so to learn all that and much much more do the research and also follow rusty boy on this journey of learning so much on a very small platform that's giving you so much creativity but i'm afraid i'm so scared that you hurt me Welcome back, welcome back, friends. I thank you so much for joining me right here on this beautiful platform with your girl, Rusty Moy, which is your host. I love being on this platform, but most importantly, doing Hispanic Heritage Month is a celebration not just for myself, but a celebration for you because this is celebrating knowledge, history, education, traditions, rituals, and activities, and much, much more under one umbrella. So, If you just join me, this evening's topic or discussion or episode one, whatever you may want to call it, is episode 101, 12 Best Hispanic Heritage Month Activities to help you celebrate. So if you can celebrate, you have to celebrate with creating paint, playing games, Hispanic marathons, maybe learning the language, maybe the food, the culture, maybe even a Latin dance class. I don't know. Maybe you want to take a virtual tour. Maybe you don't want to do any of that. Maybe you want to donate to a community that you figure that needs it most, Um, supporting Hispanic Heritage Month. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to be creative and discover influencers. Maybe you're an influencer that's Latino or maybe your friend is Latino and they're an influencer. And you might want to add to their channel. Do that this month. And I'm telling you, you will be making an impact, not for that friend, but also for yourself. Hispanics and Latino folks aren't only showing off their talent in theaters or on TV. Many has also taken social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok to connect with a larger audience and taking things to another level. Guys, that's what all is about That's what I've been doing right here on this platform, trying to take things to another level, not starting out where you came in, but taking it to another level. But most importantly, taking people along the ride with you, not forgetting where you came from, learning that you can do so much, but you have to have a team. You cannot just do it alone and saying, I did, I've done all this, it's me, me, me. You don't want to be the one to take full credit for all you've done because you have not done it by yourself. While the help, help of friends, Family, um, viewers, people that follow you on your social media, don't call them newsy. Don't tell them to back off your page. You need that love and support. So I'm always needing that support and encouragement because that's what keeps you better and more stronger and more creative with content as a YouTuber. Or if you're on Instagram, you have your own channel and you have so many followers. Don't tell these people to stop following you. Don't be a person that cannot handle constructive criticism by all means, because if you do, you're losing, folks. All criticism, all comments is the best for you. Even if a customer is reaching out, about price point or negotiating a price point with you. Listen to what they have to say. they say to you that I can get this jacket or these pants for twenty-five or ten dollars or eight dollars or whatever, listen to them because that might be a great way to market your business, your company or your brand. So never look at your audience or People that are viewing you in a certain perspective as um, naysayers and being rude and arrogant to people because they're only individuals that are helping you grow as an entrepreneur, helping you grow as an author, helping you grow as a YouTuber, an Instagrammer, a TikToker, TikToker or a Facebooker. They're always helping you with content, okay? Or even if you have a Twitter account, uh, maybe you're not receiving contributions from there. It does not matter. You may be doing this for recreation, and then you can say, okay, well, I'm learning, I'm learning as I go, and I'm taking constructive criticism, and maybe I can take my channel to the next level. So by all means, please, if you're listening into this episode, hear me out. Take all criticism, all comments as the same, and say thank you for your feedback, because people love that, okay? So going on into this beautiful episode with Hispanic Heritage Month. You want to listen a little bit more. Amy Serenio chats about fashion. She's a TikTok star. Stacey Diaz touches on mental health and Instagrammer Nikki Glamora stars tips for her work experience. These individuals are influencers that are... Um, setting a platform, and then breaking down barriers. People always say that barriers are up. Barriers are up and we're trying to break them down. But guys, listen up. We cannot break barriers down if when someone gives you constructive criticism, you sit there and say, oh, she's hating or he's hating. No, they like you as an individual and they give you constructive criticism to keep you on your toes, to keep you grounded. Okay. I'm going to give you one example. I know, um, a family member of mine went to a hair salon and she was telling her during the bad pandemic about wearing face coverings and having social distancing, um, keeping the place, um, with COVID-19 precautions. And she seemed like she might've took that constructive criticism, which isn't criticism as precaution, but she looked at criticism as a, a knock to her feet. You don't look at it that way. You're looking at what your customer, your client is speaking upon and take that criticism or whatever they're saying to you, and a great perspective, and use it and apply it to your business. And with her using the mask and the, the plexiglass and the sanitizer wipes help her business only grow that much more because when people see that you're following the guidelines they're going to want to support you even that much more if customers see me wearing a mask they're going to wear their mask because they're going to say i want to respect her enough to wear one okay so even if they don't want to wear one they will wear one so always be a trendsetter it's always great to follow trends but be a trendsetter. Take the leadership role. Don't follow other people's lead because people will never have respect for you out here in these streets. So please take this, um, this episode, you know, as knowledgeable feedback and creative content and apply it to your life and some of your day-to-day struggles because it works, you know. I've listened to constructive criticism for decades, you know, and I love the fact that I listened to the constructive criticism because I wouldn't be where I am today whether good bad or indifferent it's helped me grow as a minority it's helped me grow as a woman and helped me grow and learn the direction that I need to go and I can only learn from past experiences from comments concerns questions feedback, and much much more okay so that's a great way to learn is a great way to elevate yourself and it's a great way to pour in other individuals just like yourself or maybe different so Please take that in consideration and understand what is necessary and what's not. What we need to do and what we do not need to do. And help other individuals as you go along. Don't make this a selfish moment. It's getting late. Why you gotta be here? Oh. Don't you want to be a part of something that's growing? Don't you want to be a part of something that's created? Don't you lastly want to be a part of something that constantly gives relatable? I mean, I don't want to say information. It's not about being informed, but relatable episodes that you can understand and see these are day-to-day struggles, day-to-day circumstances that you're going through. That would be a podcaster that you might want to listen to, but most importantly, a podcaster that's only growing, and growing most importantly, with her first children's book. It was a struggle to get where I am, but I promise, as being this podcaster and being a part of this platform, I can show you ways to maybe create your first children's book, maybe your first bibliography, or maybe sci-fi, or much, much more. But you can only find out that by following me in this journey and listening to a podcaster that only cares and wants to be a part of something great. Hello, guys, and welcome, welcome, welcome with your girl, Rusty Moy, your host on this platform. Once again, I am so excited to be here and to be discussing what Halloween, we all have Halloween traditions, things we are going to do, whether it's trick or treat, whether it's a party, whether it is just being at home and watching some scary movies. So let's just dive right into it on this episode. 15 spooky Halloween traditions and their origins. I would say for me, once upon a time, Halloween was just hanging at home, not celebrating it because it's not for me to celebrate at one point or another. Now, I may beg to differ that is a little bit different for me. So will I be carving Halloween uh seeing ghosts, wearing scary costumes, going trick-or-treating or trick-or-treating or trick or with uh, um, some God children or nieces or nephews, um, getting spooked by a black cat and thinking, that oh, my God, a black cat's there. What am I going to do? Um, bobbing for apples. Will I, will I be doing any of those things during this Halloween coming up? next Sunday? Um, No, I don't think I will, but what I think I should be uh, thinking of, and maybe all of us should be um, thinking of, of the children, okay? The children being safe during this time, and we also want our children, and even our adults, to understand a little bit about Halloween, Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st, but you know Halloween will occur this time on a Sunday, October 31st. The traditional originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off goose. In the 18th century, Pope Gregory III designated November first as a time to honor all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of those traditions Sam Samhain, the evening before would was before and known as Hallow's Eve and later Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, um, maybe looking for pumpkins or carving pumpkins, and etc. Or maybe carving Jack or lanterns Festival gatherings, costumes, eating um, some of the tasty Halloween cupcakes and cookies and all that stuff uh, during that Halloween season. Okay, so Halloween origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival, Asemahan. The Celtics, who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in that area, that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. So there's a little history behind um, October 31st, which is Halloween. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter and a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celtics believed that on that night before the new year, the boundary between the world of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Semahan when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. Okay. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the other worldly spirits made it easier for the Durids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For people entirely dependent on the volatile nature of the world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the event, Druids built huge, sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During that celebration, the Sultans wore costumes, guys, typically consisting of animal heads, skins, and attempting to tell each other's fortunes. And as I follow this padding and this episode, you will hear more. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening, from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. But did you know this? One quarter of the candy sold annually in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween. So, don't think that it's not, because it is. By 43 A.D., the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origins were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samahans. The first was Farella, a day of late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomonama is apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into St. prominently explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. Okay, so All Saints' Day. On May thirteenth, six 609 A.D., Pope the III de- dedicated the Pathathon in Rome and honored all of our Christian marcheries and Catholic feasts of all marcheries day was established in the Western Church. Pro- Pope Gregory later ex- expanded the festival to include all saints as well as marcheries and moved the observance from... May 13th to November 1st. By the 19th century, the influences of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended within. Supplanted, older Celtic ri- riots in 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd, All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It widely believed today that the churches were attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church sanctioned holiday. Okay? All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with the big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration, guys, was also called All Hallows or All Hallamaz from the Middle English. All Hallowmes meaning All Saints Day. And the night before in the traditional night as Samhain and the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallow Eve and eventually Halloween. So it was called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. So Halloween comes to America. So listen to this. The celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in the colonial New England because of the rigid protestant, protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Merlin and the southern colonies as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indian Massachusetts, a distinctly American version of Halloween, began to emerge. The first celebration included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of their dead, tell each of their fortunes, dance, and sing. Did you guys know more people are buying costumes for their pets? Americans spend $490 million on costumes for their pets. And this was in 2019. This is way before a pandemic, more than double what they spent in 2010. The colonial Halloween festi- festivities also feature the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annually autumn festivals were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato feminine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Okay? So guys, I'm going to continue on with a little bit of the history behind trick or treating. So don't go anywhere. It gets better. Right here with Rusty Moy. this is your first time listening in to Rusty Moy on this platform, guess what? Don't allow it to be your last. Don't you want to be a part of a platform that's creative, relatable, but most importantly, that has discussions about business 101, entering entrepreneurship, going back to school, Feeling wealth, and learning 10 ways earn extra income from the palm of your hand, and much, much more. So tune in to your favorite podcaster and learn more. back guys. If you just joined in, it gets better from here. We're discussing the history behind Halloween. We're having discussions about where it was actually originated from. And we're going to discuss now, if you're just joining in, the history of trick or treating. So I'll dive right in. Barring from the European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. A practice that eventually became today's trick or treat tradition. Young women believe that on Halloween they could divine the name of appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple bearings, or mirrors. So in the nineteen or eighteen hundreds, rather, there was a move to America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, food, seasons of festivities, and understanding all about Halloween. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take another frightening or out of Halloween celebration. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of the superstition and religious overstones by the beginning of the 20th century. So things got better. And then we're going to discuss Halloween parties. From the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had became a secular. But community-centered holidays with parades, town-wide Halloween parties as a feature entertainment. Despite the best efforts of many schools, what do you think happened? Vandalism began to plunge and some celebrations in many communities during that time. And then when it gets by the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism, and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directly, mainly at the young. So it was all about the young folks. Due to the high number of young children, during the 50s, baby boom parties moved from town civic centers into the classrooms or home, where they could be more easily accommodated and enjoy themselves. So anywhere between 1920 and 1950, the centuries-old practice of trick-or-treating was all revived. Trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to have fun, enjoy themselves, and hang great in their own communities. It was all about community base. Though a new American tradition was born and it's continued to grow, today Americans spending an estimate $6 billion annually on Halloween, making the country's second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. So it's big, guys. It's really big. So I'm going to tell you how big it is even in the movie world. Halloween movies speaking of commercial success, Scary Halloween movies has been a long history of being box office hits. So yes, your favorite A-lister actors have been doing their thing. Classic Halloween movies include Halloween franchises, based in nineteen seventy eight, originally filmed directed by John Carpenter, starring Dance I'm sorry, starring Donald Pleasant, Nick Castle, Jamie Lee, Tony Moran, and many more A-listers. A direct sequel to the original Halloween was established in 2018, starring Jamie Lee, Curtis, and Nick Castle. A sequel to that in Halloween Kills, the 12th film in the Halloween franchise, overall was released in 2021, which is this year. Considering a classic horror film down to its spooky soundtrack, Halloween inspired other iconic slasher films like Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, more family-friendly Halloween movies included Hocus, Pocus, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlejuice, and It's the Great Pumpkin by Charlie Brown. So these A-listers definitely made a name and also drew a point. All Souls Day and Souls Cakes, the American Halloween tradition of trick or treating, probably dates back and the early or all-soul-day parrot. Parade in England. During the festivities, poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes and return to the promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. This contribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. So I think that's a great treat and a great way to be connected. So, Black Cats, Ghosts on Halloween. I know there's a lot of people that are very superstitious, even myself once upon a time. Do you really believe a black cat will cause bad luck? Wearing a black fingernail polish is not a good thing. I'm going to dive right in. Halloween has always been a holiday filled with mystery, magic, and superstition. I've had a lot of people have superstitions about Halloween. Don't go out on the 31st, you're going to get robbed. Don't do this because this is going to happen. They're all a bunch of lies. And beginning a Celtic end of summer festivals, during which people felt especially close to deceased relatives and friends. For these friendly spirits, they set places at the dinner table, left treats on their doorstep, and alongside of the road in the canvas to help loved ones find their way back to the spirit world. Today, Halloween ghosts are often uh, deprecated as more fearsome. And um, I would say our customs and superstitions are more scarier, too. We avoid crossing paths with black cats, afraid that we might bring bad luck. This idea is rooted in the Middle Ages. And we're not in the Middle Ages, guys. So let that toxic idea out of your head. When many people believe that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into black cats, guess what? It's not true. We try not to walk under ladders for the same reason. The superstition that have come from the ancient Egyptians who believed that triangles were... We're sacred and also has something to do with the fact that walking under a leaning ladder tends to be fairly unsafe. And so on Halloween, especially we try to avoid breaking mirrors, stepping in cracks on the road or spilling salt. So these are all just things that we think of in our mind as so-called holiday traditions or so-called things that's going to um, make a difference in some sort. Guys, that's just come to the realization that they're not true. Halloween matchmaking and lesser-known rituals. But what about the Halloween traditions and beliefs that today's trick-or-treating have forgotten all about? Many of these obsolete rituals focus on the future instead of the past and the living instead of the dead. So let's just be clear on what's going on here. And particularly, many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands, reassuring them that they would someday, with luck, by next Halloween be married. An 18th century island, a matchmaking cook, might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the dinner who found it. So, they're not waiting for Christmas Day. People are making these moves on Halloween. You have people that celebrate their birthdays on Halloween. They have birthdays on October 30th. So, let's just be clear that it's not all bad. It's some good in here. So, let's just be clear of that. Halloween is not the way we foresee it to be. So if you want to celebrate and it's not have anything to do with religious purposes, go after it and do what you need to do. Don't allow anyone to tell you that you can't and don't feel about bad about doing so. So if nothing else, happy Halloween and enjoy the pumpkin, the candy, the trick-or-treating, and your children and family. <laughs>